Hi, welcome to I Speak Astrology. I am your host and chief encouragement officer, Barbara. On this show, I read birth charts and you learn about your own chart and astrology through the readings. I love exploring birth charts and helping people identify their strengths that support them in living their best lives. Maybe you'll be a guest on the next episode. Please visit speakastrology.me to sign up. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to I Speak Astrology. Today's guest is Phil. Welcome to the show, Phil. Barbara, thank you for having me. This is really cool. Of course. Do you happen to know your big three? I happen to know them. I'm still like, I'm not as knowledgeable about them, but I can, I can share them with you at this time. I understand my big three is that I, I am a Virgo sun, Aquarius moon, and a Libra rising. Yes, that is awesome. You are very communicative. That is for <laughs> sure. Right. Um, because all three of your, um, placements in your big three have to do with communication you have two mm-hmm. air placements with that libra your rising and aquarius your moon those are both air signs air okay. signs are all about communication and community that kind of stuff and um your sun in virgo is ruled by the planet Mercury. Mercury mm-hmm. is the planet of communication it's how we communicate how we process information how we learn, all that kind of stuff. So you are someone who is probably a really great communicator, even though you go through life probably, I don't know, do you go through life feeling like people don't understand you? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Well, it depends. Um, it, it, well, I don't know. It's interesting when you say that. Like, uh, um, I feel like, because I, I can be pretty emotional as a person, so most people can probably read me, as, you know, as, you know, uh, if they see my face, they can probably read the emotion that's in my head at the moment or whatever I'm feeling at the time. But generally, I could be misunderstood because of my exterior. You know, I am a black man, so like, you know, some people might look at me somewhat as a threat, unfortunately. And that's, a, well, I say unfortunately because that's unfortunate for them because they don't know me uh, on the surface. Uh, they just see the surface, you know. They don't know me as a as an individual. I'm probably one of the coolest people they would have ever met. But, you know, if they want to take it that by what they see on the surface, that's on them. To that degree, I can be misunderstood because I'm, you know, I really am not a bad person. The exterior may scare some people off. I understand that. You have quite a bit of energy in Virgo as well. You're a Virgo sun, you're a Virgo Mercury, which is the best place for Mercury to be, by the way. People with Mercury in Virgo are very effective communicators. You guys are meticulous with your words. You choose them very wisely. Um, you know, you're thoughtful in that way. And then also you're a Virgo Saturn, Saturn in Virgo. So, and that's mm. conjunct your Mercury. And what we know about Saturn is that Saturn is the planet of lessons. Okay. It's the planet of structure, responsibility. So Saturn is is pretty hard on itself. Saturn is like the, the most responsible of all the planets, really. It's like 
duty, responsibility, legacy, like we're building something here, structure, like business, okay. that's like Saturn energy. Yes. And to have that next to your Mercury really close to communication, would you say that like you're hard on yourself when it comes to putting your ideas out there? Um, yes, yes. I, I would say that um, because of, I think I'm, I'm hard on myself when I put ideas to the forefront because I, I want to ensure that what I'm saying is understood. You know, I don't want my message to be mixed by any means. So I try my best to just express myself in a way that's easily conveyed. Sometimes the message might get lost in translation. I may have to repeat myself in a way that is easier to understand. And I feel terrible because like, why did I get it right from the first time? Like, <laughs> I, I sometimes it happens, uh, uh, especially at work nowadays where I, I may deliver a, a message or a communication in a way that is filled with good intentions always, but somehow a wording may be misconstrued or, or whatever. And then someone might come back and say, I don't quite understand. Or even take some sort of offense. And then I might have to just find some other line of communication, just speak to them directly over the phone and then, uh, and clarify matters. And then I realized, man, why did I, 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 then I take it personal sometimes where I would say, well, why didn't I, like you said, like take it, take it all myself, be a little bit more hard on myself because I did not deliver the message correctly the first time I tried. Does that, that does that actually stop you from sharing your ideas then, or does sometimes. it cause you? Yeah, it causes yeah. a delay. Sometimes, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't want to like you know if I know there's something that uh, I haven't fully grasped yet, you know, in terms of how I want to, you know, convey the message, then I just won't share it because I know that my message will get lost and I will you know bring back a result that I do not want so i will hold off on presenting any ideas or any thoughts because i want to ensure that when i do present it i know what i'm trying to say and i hope that message is delivered accurately yeah no that's um thank you for sharing that because i oh, um, i definitely can relate a bit i have saturn um kind of very similar to how you have it placed but my mercury is in Sagittarius and okay. um, it's a fire sign and Sagittarius is not known for their um, I guess their thoughtfulness in communication they're not oh. known for their tact <laughs> Sagittarius is very just like speak first think later I, I have Saturn as well near my Mercury so I guess in a way it's kind of more helpful for me to have that as someone with a Mercury in Sagittarius, but I get caught up all the time with uh, communication. Um, so it's so interesting to hear with from somebody who has such an amazing Mercury, the Mercury of uh, Virgo, how you process your thoughts in order to deliver a message, which is extremely thoughtful of Virgo. I find that you guys really are thoughtful in your communication mm -hmm. and with your words. Words mean things to Virgos. It's pretty deep. <laughs> Would you yes. say that um, you're a very sensitive person? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say that's the truth of the matter. <laughs> it's right to the board, isn't it? Um, no, for sure. I, I can definitely... Uh, it's something that I have struggled to say 
admit or accept, but it's, you know, because I want to see the good that comes from being this sensitive. Um, yeah, words really do matter. I, I, you know, my relationships, they do matter. Um, I, you know, I, I take every, I take a lot of things to heart. So, you know, anytime a particular action comes about from someone that was unexpected, for sure, it, I, you know, it does, it does strike a nerve to me and it hurts a lot, but I, I try not to let it control me or overrule me completely because, you know, to be this, this way, where I'm like sensitive to um, to feelings, because well, I'm I'm gonna say like not so much that I you know as if as if someone were to like um, say something offensive to me, but like I am sensitive to like other people's feelings. I do pick up on like you know I do uh, said uh, what's the what's the right word Emp- empathize or is this uh, empathy? Yeah, empathy, right? Yeah, I certainly pick up on the emotions or the, the 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 feelings of others and as I you know speak with others and I try my best to as a result help them in ways that you know can be beneficial for them you know just trying to make them a bit more happier or, or put them in a better place from when I first met them but it is that sensitivity that I like to try to like corral and use more often because I do feel like it helps to understand people in a better way but it does hurt whenever I guess uh, I face some sort of offense that uh, com- that enters into my life, and then I cannot adjust properly because I'm just it, it hurts too much sometimes. Mm, yeah, yeah, I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> uh, words, sorry. words. No, don't be sorry, please. It's um, I'm grateful for all of my lessons, to be honest with you, and I just feel like yeah, words do mean things and they should mean things. The thoughtfulness of this energy in particular, Virgo energy, it's wonderful. So how how do you feel like you, you do with criticism? And how do you feel that you handle when you've potentially hurt someone else's feelings? With criticism, um, I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a different place in my life now where if someone were to criticize something that I do, I, I actually will like look into it and see, you know, what they're saying and how it really applies to me. Of course, if someone gives me some sort of criticism, I'm going to take it con- you know, constructively uh, and really try to like uh, improve on where the where where the critique lies. It, it, I don't know if it's my mannerism or my 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 attitude or whatever the case may be. If someone's coming to me, letting me know that they think that I can improve in an area that I would like to see, I would like to explore within to see how I can improve. The Well, the flip side of that is that I try not to take it too, too because of being so sensitive, I guess I, I try not to take it too hard, too, too hard because I don't want to dwell so much on or ruminate so much on on what the crit- criticism is that I I try to improve myself to benefit somebody else's uh, image of how I should be. That's not what I like to do. I, I don't want to go too far into that. I've done that when I was a young guy. I, I you know, with, with various dates or whatever. I, I don't see myself doing that anymore now. If you've offended someone, or you feel that you've hurt someone, or someone let, lets you know that you have hurt them how how does that make you feel and how do you deal with that i feel awful when someone would tell me that i uh, my actions hurt them it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me i want to help them because i want to you know 
fix the situation as best as possible. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel well knowing that I caused someone um, some level of discomfort or pain. That doesn't sit well with me. But sometimes my pride might interfere with how I I respond to someone who I've hurt. If it's if I hurt them as, as, a, as a maybe some poor miscommunication or some retaliation for an offense that I perceive, then I don't see myself trying to sway the situation or assuage the situation for that person that I offended because um, I was hurt first and I just would, I, I'm, I'm a little petty that way, <laughs> if that makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but for the for the most part, I really would prefer to apologize when whenever I cause someone some sort of pain because I don't like feeling that hurt, and I you know if I don't like to feel it, I don't want anyone else to feel it. So I will you know you know go out of my way to like fix the situation, make it right, unless I felt like I was wronged first, and then I might just leave it alone altogether and just wait till, uh, wait till we find a new form of our relationship. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that. I feel like a lot of what you said speaks to your need to maintain balance with that Libra rising Mm -hmm. and your, um, you know, super sensitive Virgo nature. Um, and you use the word petty and it it is my theory (laughs) that Virgo is the pettiest of all the petties. Um, that is my theory on petty, uh, the petty nature of all the Zodiacs. I think Virgo might be King Petty to be quite oh, honest. Geez. I mean, look, I, I, it's, it's the truth of me. I, I know that I know I can just speak from my own experience that, yeah, I can't be that way. And it's, but that's interesting to hear that it's, it's like a, yeah. a pretty common trait for Virgos. <laughs> no, I just, it's, it's, um, I really feel like Virgo is so misunderstood you know, you guys are the sign of the helper. You guys are here to improve things, to, to perfect things. And you guys can so easily identify what's wrong with a thing or like how that thing can be so much better if we just do it this way or that. And not a lot of people are wired that way, or at least like people who don't have Virgo energy or people who aren't, you know, that way won't understand the need to constantly be improving on a thing. Like if it's not broke, why fix it kind of energy? Mm, <laughs> I get that. Like Virgo is here to really help us all improve our lives, to get things done in a more efficient, effective way. And, you know, I can imagine that that can sometimes maybe be exhausting, like to constantly see ways that things can can be better and then going about trying to fix them, maybe in like group situations and people not really appreciating that. Is that something you run into? Um, You know, it's weird. Uh, If I was maybe more prideful in that way, I I would say I, it's true in in the sense that like I would, um, if I'm trying to like control this, control the situation to the, to, as I would see it best being played out, then Yes, I you know if I was more controlling in that regard, I would probably be very offended more so when things don't go my way. And there are times in that I do feel that offense where I'm like, man, why didn't we just go this route, or why didn't we make these plans? Why I mean, why didn't you just listen from when I said this? I, and then I would get frustrated and 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 
take it to heart and be upset. But I want to say I'm, I'm I let I rather just be or have the situation be more at peace or harmonious as possible. I would say like I I don't have to have the final say or I don't have to make plans or by my own decisions. Like I can follow you know others' leads and then um, go along with the situation. Sometimes you know in my own marriage, my wife will make decisions and. It's not what maybe my own thought, maybe it wasn't my own idea of how to go about doing things. But, you know, if she makes a plan, I can follow suit. If the plan in some way doesn't go the way we would have liked to have seen, that's fine. I can still quickly adapt and figure out ways to make this thing work for us both so we can still have a good time and make sure everything works well. So, again, it doesn't always have to go the way I want it to be, I don't want to be as controlling of the situation of the, or a narrative as it were. I would prefer that, yeah, I actually would prefer sometimes when someone else takes the lead, um, no expectations whatsoever when it comes to the, uh, an idea of how the plans should go about. But so I'm not as disappointed when if things don't go the way I want it to go. If that makes sense, I don't know. That makes total sense. And I know what you mean. I've recently been thinking a lot about expectations and how we all have them and how much of a disservice they are to us, really, because we go about life with these expectations and then we set ourselves up to be disappointed. You know, you know, imagine a world where we didn't expect anything and every day we were surprised by how awesome everything is. Oh, my God, this is awesome. Everything's awesome because we didn't expect we didn't expect anything. I feel for Virgo energy, really, because you guys are really trying to help. And um, I wish that people understood that more. I would say that's that's accurate in, in, in um, um, certain certain areas of my life. I can I can speak to my my current career role at this point. Um, yeah, I'm, it's a form of human service. So I, I'm always trying my best to help others in, in their endeavors and sometimes it's taken advantage of or it sometimes it's not um appreciated uh, as much as i would have probably hoped or liked but that's part of that expectation i suppose i like, i don't uh, and that's something that i probably am struggling with a bit more trying not to expect appreciation um for for the work that i do i think i should just get more gratitude i think just knowing that the work that I'm doing is earnest and and honest and good. I don't need to know that the person that I'm doing it for appreciates it because I appreciate the fact that I did this. That's something I'm taking up more of a, of a, of a mindset now, I suppose, but for sure, because I, I do put my help out there. I'm trying to put my effort out there. It would be nice sometimes whenever I get, that thank you or appreciation, especially after I put up a lot of effort to make something a little better for someone else. Yeah. You know, for everyone listening, you know, I suggest you thank your neighbor uh, Virgo. I suggest you thank your friend Virgo. I suggest you thank all the Virgos in your life, because believe me, um, they are really, truly, genuinely just trying to help and to make things a little bit easier for you moving forward. (laughs) I guess we can also talk to 
your your moon sign here in uh, Aquarius. You have an Aquarius moon in the fourth house. Aquarius is is very intelligent for me, the genius. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the future. Um, It's very future oriented. So it's not quite present as an energy. Um, Okay. Always thinking about what's next, what else, what moving forward. Um, And it also rules like technology. It rules astrology. It rules groups, networks. It rules over the 11th house in the Zodiac, which is the house of our hopes and our dreams. So your moon is in Aquarius and Aquarius rules the 11th house of our hopes and dreams. And the 11th house is where you happen to have your sun, your Mercury and your Jupiter. Mm -hmm. So I feel like your hopes and your dreams are really tied to your moon energy, which is like what you're, you're emotionally invested in emotionally connected to and the moon represents our mother so i'm assuming she's like a huge (laughs) part or the center of your um your hopes and your dreams can you speak a little bit to that yeah that's that's pretty accurate i'd say like it's like uh, my my i'm i feel like i'm a mama's boy at heart um for sure like i was like first born so um i growing up um you know it's a single family home or i should say um single parent home, I really took on a lot of responsibility to try to help, you know, my younger siblings and to try to help them up. But really just, to, I did that because I want to help my mother. I, my mother was my center point, my, my, my focus, uh, try to do better because, you know, obviously with the lessons that she taught me to try to be uh, an upstanding individual, um, I, do, I definitely do uh, credit her for my upbringing and I wanted to always repay her, find a way to uh, pay her back for the, for the works that she's done in me. And, you know, one of the like ultimate goals I would ever want to have in life is to find a way to, um, you know, take my mother out of the current living situation and place her in a house of her own. I mean, if I were to hit the lottery tomorrow, that's probably what I would do first with my money and second and, you know, or even buy a large house for, for all of us to live in or you know, just maybe buy a whole damn neighborhood. So my wife and I lives on one end of the block and, you know, my family is on the other and I know that they're taken care of. Uh, they're well off and they're fine. That would be like the ultimate dream that I could ever have. And I can then get hit by a bus tomorrow and I wouldn't feel anything (laughs) so that's like your ultimate like you really want to do that like a home it's so it's so interesting that you're saying like a home for maybe even a whole damn neighborhood for your wife and your 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 mom and right you know, home is the fourth house and you have your moon there. It's the moon again is our emotions. It represents the mother. Um, the moon is, is who we are when we're most comfortable with people. It's, it's who people like meet when like they're extremely close to you. And so it's, it's you at your most comf- comfortable self. And um, it's so interesting that you're talking about a home and building this like neighborhood, this utopia, really this community. 
right? Yeah. This community of, of, of family, of, of your mother and your wife and anybody else, I'm assuming, who you deem important enough to be a part of your life would right. be living in this community. Aquarius rules communities and networks wow. and all that kind of stuff. So it's really interesting to hear you um, phrase it that way. It's interesting how uh, uh, as much as I, you know, that's that's one of those things I wish I could ever control or have the you know power to control. It's just the, the ability to like protect and watch over all of my family. You know, I, I know that that is something that uh, speaks very much to me. Like if, you know, God forbid any of them were to go anytime um, in, in, in the future, well, obviously you know, we're, we're, not, we're all not going to be here forever, but you know, the, the the moment I hear anyone is gone, it's going to crush me. It's going to crush me in a great deal because I'm going to take it to heart. Like, why didn't I do something more to help their life be a little bit better? You know, and that's true for really anyone in my, my family, my wife, my mom, my brothers, my sister. Like, it's just, it's, it's a thing that uh, struggle with because I, I, I want to have everyone close, but I know it's not a realistic goal, so to speak, um, unless I have the available means to make that happen. And I, I just don't have that. So I have to you know, understand that that is the case and just continue to um, make others as happy or make my relationships as genuine or and positive as possible, even though it's not exactly how I want it to be. Let's talk a little bit about groups and how you are in groups, groups, networks. I'm curious with Saturn in the 11th house, which is groups, networks and all that. um, Saturn likes to structure things and put things into order and like very much about like the rules. Um, How are you with um, like rule breakers or people who don't like adhere to them? I I can follow authority. I can follow rules and regulations. I think that's just the the way things should be at times. I mean, really, there's laws of the land and we have to follow them, you know, in order to live harmoniously. I, I believe they're designed to be so that people can live harmoniously in a society. Um, for others who take those laws and disregard them and, you know, find ways to, to like uh, circumvent any sort of uh, rules or regulations and just for an advantage, that hurts. That, it, it, I don't like that. <laughs> I would say those, you know, this just doesn't like um, make matters easier because sometimes you, you know, you have to then, because of the actions of someone that's out of order, then you have to correct the matter just to ensure that there's still some sort of harmony, if, if that makes like it. So if someone, if someone were to run a red light driving, I would obviously be not happy about it because but then I have to then just slow down. And, every, and I would hope everyone else around me is slowing down just so we can ensure that, you know, obviously we don't have any accidents. We can just continue to move along and go through our day harmoniously. But because of one idiot, we have to like look look out for that person, you know, and, and then go uh, continue to do things in in a harmonious fashion. If that makes sense, that, that's kind of the example I would think. Like if someone were to just like you know break a rule that could honestly hurt or damage um, someone, then why? 
it, it, for me, it gets, it, it gets frustrating because I have to then like go an extra mile just to ensure that things are still in harmony. If that, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And I feel like harmony is such an important thing for you, like for things to be, you know, just like flowing and easygoing. That is an important part of who you are, just because you have Mars in Libra in your first house. You're a Libra rising with Mars in Libra. You know, Libra, again, is all about balance and harmony and fairness. Hmm. Um, and for that to be like your essentially Mars is our energy for that to be the energy that you're fueling your, your life with. So you're really just like wanting things to work in a way that is very peaceful for everything to work and function in a way that is fair, balanced and everyone to live comfortably together because Libra is ruled by Venus, which is the planet of beauty Harmony, all of the comfortable things in this world, things that are artistic, creative, that's everything that Libra represents. So to have your energy in that, to have Mars and Libra in the first house, that speaks a lot to just how you go about living your life. How are you with people who disrupt that? How are you with Aries energy? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, I, I don't, I don't take to it well. I suppose. I mean, it, it depends on the situation. Like, if overall, um, for anyone who uh, wants to just maybe do things their way, it's totally fine by me. If you want to, obviously, live your life in a way that's just a bit more. It's a bit different from how I live, but, you know, don't, all I would ever ask is that as long as it doesn't disrupt what I'm doing or my expectations of how life can be and how it should be, um, then please, by all means, go ahead and do what you want to do. Like, just don't make it, don't, don't have it disrupt what I'm doing and don't have it cause any sort of chaos to my own world. Aries energy. Uh, that is interesting, uh, because Aries is your descendant. It's your seventh house. It's, Mm um, you know, who it's really who you're attracting. You're attracting people who are leaders, pioneers. You're attracting people who, um, take charge and are very bold and just like confident people who lead and take charge and in relationships, you potentially are also that person you take charge and you um, are the leader and you are comfortable taking on the the heaviness of a situation, the responsibility of things. And maybe you're slightly impulsive or you attract people who are impulsive. I, I would. Yeah, that's good. That's interesting, because I, I would say I'm probably I probably attract more people that are impulsive than I, I, I than for me to be somewhat uh, impulsive. Being a leader, um, I can do it if the need is there, for sure. It's not something I seek to do, I would say. But I would, I know in my life, I, I certainly have attracted a lot of people who have like bold um, ideas, uh, bold designs with their life. And somehow maybe I was that person that they confide in because they saw me as someone's I don't know, like a solid or someone that they can, they knew was reliable or or, or somewhat grounded 
So if they had like crazy lofty uh, ideas with themselves or or, their actions, then maybe I was the person that to help them uh, come back down to earth a bit and then just to recognize uh, what they can do from what they cannot. But I am always going to try my best to support them um, in ways. And I certainly have. uh, my some examples you know i would even you know say that uh, my wife is probably one person that in my life that sometimes has uh, ambitious ideas about of what she wants to do and i certainly follow through to help you know with the ideas um but i do so maybe so in a rational way that you know and maybe that's what she likes about me i can't say but um you know just you know just to try to like look at it from another angle so to take this take the leap take the idea and, and go you know on your impulse but to also not hurt yourself and ultimately you know just to try to like do it take the idea you know get out there obviously see where you can go with it but still stay grounded to what you know what, where your responsibilities are and and no matter what I in, in the process I'm always going to be supportive and try to find a way that make matters as harmonious as possible. I also, I guess I want to wrap this up by asking you to finish this sentence. I am. I am a soul. That's the thing that I know that I am because um, what I am, this body is just, it is still matter. The soul that's within me is what I am. And, and this is what is uh, navigating through this realm that we live in at this time, collecting a lot of experiences and trying my best to make positive ones uh, for myself, for others, before it's time to check out of this realm. So I, I do see myself as a soul. That's what I know I, I recognize myself to be. And I, I get all of my energy from, you know, a higher being. Uh, I, I, I call it, I call it God. Uh, others can call it however they feel, but I know I do respect and uh, believe that there is a higher being. That's where I come from and that's where I will go back. Yeah, I look at myself as a soul, just trying to just experience as many good things as possible and then uh, try to just, can leave this place so better, you know, better than where I found it. No, that's beautiful. It speaks to your sun sign, your Virgo sun, and I love it. And um, thank you so much for doing this with me today. And I can't wait to see what happens for you, um, <laughs> you know, in the future. Um, I am paying very close attention to Virgos and Virgo energy out there. It's it's something I lack personally. Okay. in my own chart but uh i'm learning every day from virgos so thank you for being a virgo and being here and <laughs> teaching me and being the best teachers that i can have thank you everyone for listening see you all back here for a new episode next week i can be found on instagram at speak astrology and you can go to my website at www.speakastrology.me please sign up to be on the show or I do personal readings. Looking forward to seeing you all here next week. Bye.